do 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 should we should we do it as sort of a round like a row 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 your boat yeah do 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 yeah that might be that might be enough of that blue suede shoes hi merlin hang on let me get reset here john motherfucking roderick i've missed you you fucking piece of shit it's been too goddamn long, and I'm not just saying that for clapping. Oh, it really is. It has been too long. I think I, I need hear the this. Clapping. I need this more than I think. <laughs> I only have a handful of people, and I've really, really learned in the last week or so, there are only a handful of people in life who get me or get mm. an aspect of me. Mm-hmm. And boy, you miss it when you, you miss it when you don't have it. Or an aspect of you. Mm. Uh, yes. Well, mm. we're all in a jelly, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Where else are you going to be the cuckoo bird that you really are? Oh, Jiminy Christmas. I, 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 I actually do have something to share with you offline. Mm. But um, there's a point in, in a very tumultuous last week that I had that um, I, I said, I finally said to Madeline, I pulled her aside and I looked her in the eyes and, ga- and gave her that look of like, I'm going to tell you something now. And I said, I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Uh something that I've realized that I think is vital to share with you. And I think it's the kind of thing you're probably going to say, well, you never realized that, but I'm going to say it. I said, I've come to realize that there are things that make a lot of sense in my head. Nay, make all the sense in the world in my head. And then when I talk about that with other people, I often sound crazy. And I do a terrible job of trying to give context for why I have a strong feeling about something. And I said, I just want you to know, A, I've realized that's the case. And B, I don't know what I would do about it, but I think it'll help for me to know. (laughs) I just turned 57. Yeah, I mean, don't you think it is 8 to 10% of this show? Well... I got to tell you, John, man, there's like three podcasts I do, and those yes. are different aspects of me, title. Yeah. Yes. Different, right? I, yes. I get to like go, you understand what I'm saying, right? And you're like, well, yes. what are you talking about? Of course I understand. And the rest of the world is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What? You're the only person in the world that is weird about this. You're the only person in the world that has questions and hangups about this. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel that way sometimes? Oh, oh well, well, who, me? Well, oh, you are you are someone you know. <laughs> I so about you or about me? I'll take anything. Oh, but well, I, I was asking specifically, specifically about you. Specifically, yeah, but like uh, I don't well, know. I guess I'm looking. I'm looking for common cause here, John Roderick. No, no, no. I I I, I get asked this every once in a while. Like, who's your who's your your the group that you really feels understands you? And I'm like the group that understands me. You mean in my like, personal in life? Per- like like you're, and you're the crew you run with? I'm like, there is none. Every every person that I know understands uh, something about me, but there's there's no one. Well, everybody's got a reckon for sure. But mm. like, I do think there is a, dis- uh, perhaps, again, this makes sense in my head, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a subtle distinction to be teased out of this, which is, it's one thing to be aware of, oh, you know that guy? I love him, but you know, he's kind of this particular way. Mm-hmm. To go like, yeah, there, this person has these things that everybody agrees is kind of weird. And there's another person who goes, yeah, I not only get that, but I have something like that. 
and we, there is common cause in wondering why I feel like the only person in the whole fucking world that sees something or feels something that nobody else seems to see or feel mm-hmm. or, str- I mean, or, or perhaps struggle with is another way to put it. I have been, I've been wandering the Merlin verse now. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> with, you know, with, oh, is that just- why you were on time? With my one, with this bag over my shoulder. <laughs> Is that why you were on time? And you know, and you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to walk with rhythm because the worms will come. Um, yeah, you got to do the crip walk. <laughs> I feel like crip walk you, in a still suit. My favorite guy of my voices, EP. If you've, if you've he, you know, ever, tucks it into his boots, then nobody taught him to do yeah, that. Tucks him into his boots. Exactly. <laughs> he thought that up himself. No, if you've ever watched uh, Adventure Time, all the Me? way. You realize after the fifth or sixth watch of Adventure Time all the way through that now you understand enough of the language that, you know, like a like a a a Krampus with a with a fish head can show up and you go, oh, yeah, right. Of course, the Krampus with the fish head. Um, That's uh, I'm not sure what even now I'm not sure what it symbolizes, but I recognize. I I mean, I printed out a 3D. um, Do you know the the wonderful character played by Kumail Nanjiani, um, Prismo? Prismo. I printed out a Prismo, and (laughs) my poor wife, I love her so much. She goes, "What's that lemon crab?" And I said, "Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine." She (laughs) she makes up for it in so many other ways. I said, Uh "That's Prismo," and I was like, "Do you remember the character of Kumail Nanjiani? He kind of just looks like a shadow, and he's in this box." And she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Maybe he's God. Yeah, but he's also got to deal with that other guy, and and like, yeah, it's it. There's a lot of lore. You you don't need to know for Adventure Time, but he's Q from Star Trek. Oh, I hate that guy. You like Q, right? <laughs> I never like Q. He's fine. I don't like Star Trek. That no, that's no, that's just not accurate. <laughs> I know. You, I know. You have it's song nice lyrics say, about. You have song lyrics about Star Trek. <laughs> it feels. You made fun of Romulan nice haircuts say. in the early two thousands. It's true. It's true. <laughs> don't let anybody know. Don't no, tell anybody. This is a private show. No, Merlin, I do know exactly what you mean, and I also feel crazy all the time. Uh, but then, uh, you know, lately I've been saying uh, uh, my new mantra. It's not. It's not aloha. This mantra. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. This. I'm sorry. I'm gonna slow down. This feels important. It's different. Okay. I'm not sure whether it's even maybe a little anti aloha, or at least. It's not. It's not. Are you familiar the with the reference, plane. the Seinfeld reference? If I say Serenity Now, are you familiar with that reference? I know you don't own a TV. Serenity Now. Yeah, it's a, it was a bit in the ni- oh. late nineties. There's an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer has been advised to start calming himself down and like dealing with life by repeating the phrase Serenity Now. Over oh, and Serenity over. Now. Yeah. And everybody's pointing out to him, you know, that's not going to change anything. You just, you just, you do just like sound crazy. But like Serenity Now is his thing of like, okay, okay, Serenity Now, Serenity Now. And then most people like, and then of course Jerry Stiller, the wonderful Jerry Stiller, is like screaming at Serenity Now, Serenity Now, <laughs> and like because you you found a new way to knock down a non-existent door. Yes. Yes. And with Aloha, you can't make yourself Aloha any more, any more than, Ooh. if I could say, any, well, not you, I'm not criticizing you, but one can't make oneself adopt Aloha um, any more than you can make yourself go to sleep. Well, right. You can't and, grip and, and your steering that, wheel take, and shout Aloha But taking the approach of trying to make yourself, sorry guys, wake up, so to speak. You, you can't make yourself, are you kidding me? Am I right? Yeah. You can't make yourself go to sleep and getting madder about it, I can almost promise you is not going to help. It's the opposite direction of going to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Is well, Aloha kind of like that, where like it, it oughtn't be a thing that you just you try to bolt on to things where there's no context or infrastructure? Well, how no, does it you, work? You you know uh, you know when you're driving in a car through the forest, uh, your mom your mom is driving, and you're sitting in the passenger seat or the back seat, looking out at the forest, the big forest. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you can unfocus your eyes a little or focus them in the distance. You can focus your eyes in the distance and suddenly you can see through the forest where before it was just a wall of, of fast moving trees. Yeah, you, just, like the, you, you, you recognize, if I could say the negative space of that yes. and realize that the, the trees are only there because there's also nothing there, sort of. Yeah, and so if you focus your eyes in the distance, then all yeah. of a sudden the ground is moving very slowly past you. It's not like you're not yeah. just seeing so a blur. like your personal parallax effect. Yes, right. And you can see then all the ferns and you can see the whole you can and then all of a sudden everything makes sense and then that's when you see the Bigfoot. But oh, that's also You were missing it before. You were missing it. But yeah. but that's where when I think of, when I say to myself aloha, I'm just trying to see into the forest. I just am focusing from the whir of trees going by, and I just focus my eyes in the distance, and then I can see the ferns. That's I how I think you should walk on a sidewalk. Forest. I've always said when you're walking in a city on a sidewalk, you know, it's, it makes sense to stare at your feet because you don't want to fall down. It mm. doesn't, if you want to get through, if you've ever had to walk through Chinatown, mm-hmm. um, you need to be looking sort of over people's heads mm-hmm. in the same way that as a driver, you need to be not just staring at the tags. Like you mm-hmm. need to be right. Isn't that part of it? It's, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not as simple as a broader view, but that's kind of part of it is you need to see the way the trees are moving, even though it's you that's moving. Well, and you know, uh, in serenity now terms, like if you, if you focus your eyes at a different, uh, you know, at a hundred yards at a thousand yards, there's serenity somewhere. You know, there's always a You'll never solve somewhere. the problem by trying to look at only one tree because it's already gone. Exactly. You cannot see the trees that are next to the road. You can only see the trees that are, mm. that are 300 oh. yards away. Whoa. I'm gonna, my brain's going to dine out on this for a week. Well, so lately, because I've been, you know, I've been uh, slings and arrows, outrageous fortunes oh, around here. Oh, tell me here, about it. You know, and uh, so the other day I was walking through the house and I was just all like, Oh no, not again. Like uh, not, not like anxiety, but just like, Oh God, do I have to go through like dumb, all this dumb American stuff again? Just every year, (laughs) there's just something, you know, banks and the neighbors and, and, uh, and this voice, uh, in my head said, living well is the best revenge. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, now, wait a minute. Revenge is not aloha, just intrinsically not aloha. You're not trying to revenge. Might be the best resolution. And the voice said, "Living well is the best revenge." Oh, it's and sticking said, with it. It's, it's, yeah, and I it's said, not, "No, no, 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 no. We're not. On, we're not out for revenge here. We're just trying to live well." Yeah. And the voice again, "Living well is the best revenge." And right. so, but it actually calmed me down, uh, not because yeah. I thought that I was living well, but because. It was a. It was offering. It was suggesting a path, and and I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. I'm, uh, that seems like a dangerous path. Mm-hmm. Living well is the best revenge. I'm having this conversation with myself in the, halfway in, halfway out of the bathroom. Well, you have to. Who else are you going to have it with? Exactly. Especially if it's your mind that's leading the conversation. Yeah. So you now put a USB when, cable in there. When I walk around the house and I start to think like, oh my god, the goddamn Internal Revenue Service or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then. 
I just hear this and I'm not saying it to myself. It's some, it's some ding dong up there. It's it's central casting or whatever in HR going living well is the best revenge. Just like leaning into a microphone, touching a a button on the desk, living well is the best revenge. And, uh, so I don't know what to make of it, but it has been, uh, it has had a calming effect. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in a in a in a way that I needed it at that if moment. If you can take the edge off and make that moment feel less present and hot, sometimes we need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, a little like is all like about the like the thing. The thing equals you becomes the feeling. Like the feeling, like says, okay, this is this is who we are now. Is what is what what just happened is who we are now, and there has to be expansiveness and distance from that, or you'll lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so <clears throat> I was at the guitar store the other day, uh, leaning on the counter. Yeah, and um, and looking around, and it's just the it's just the regular guys standing standing around the guitar store. And uh, I didn't need anything. I didn't need to buy anything. I I shouldn't have even been looking at things because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, I need that. Angry's up the blood. I don't need it. I don't need any of it. I have it all. I have so many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm leaning on the counter and everybody's just, you know, just shucking and jiving. Everybody's, you know, people come in there, they bring a guitar, they open it up. There's five guys standing there and we all go, oh, and then, you know, you get to show your expertise. And I looked around in a quiet moment and I said, you know, I'm just here for the male companionship. Mm -hmm. There's no other reason for me to be here. And that's what you you all are. You had the guts to say it. Yeah, and everybody kind of looked up at the ceiling for a second. They were like, "Huh?" I was like, "Yeah, there's no. This is just like going to the hardware store it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like we're just standing around talking about hammers. I don't need a new hammer. I'm just gonna. I just come here because this is I your need version a- of the Turkish guys drinking coffee on the doorstep and bullshitting. Yeah. Well, I have all this knowledge about this these dumb tools, and I want to be in a room where a bunch of other people have a, a, a esoteric knowledge about dumb tools. It it's just it's like going to um it's like it's like going to the barber shop. I, I was gonna say that. I mean, I don't know if that's just a TV thing, but it's my understanding that it, in the African American male community, that's like a that's a, a source of community for a lot of people. Well, I think it used to be uh, because the because people it used to be like culturally very broad that uh, men got their haircut every week. I was sta- I was. Do you remember with- how? Do you remember how often Andy Griffith got a haircut? Must have been all the time. I mean, he. How do you keep he, so high and tight? I think it. Yeah, mm, that's true. I think also it was an opportunity to deploy Floyd. Oh, who yes. was a very good kid. Oh, 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 like Floyd, Floyd the barber, uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> Floyd the barber. But but like you know what I mean? Like that's it's. But he, I think I, I, it seems like he got a haircut every few days. Just just a little snip snip snip. I was sitting in a. I was having coffee um, uh, a couple of days ago at a little outdoor coffee shop. It was kind of raining, but it's Seattle, and there was a a, a fancy fancy little hipster salon where one of the barbers had a handlebar mustache and mm. another one was wearing a bow tie and a guy comes <laughs> the in dream of the 90s is alive in seattle <laughs> it really is <clears throat> a, a guy walked into the salon and i was sitting there with a with a mutual friend and i said what is this guy doing at the barbershop because his hair looked impeccable <laughs> and he sat down in the chair and the there was no hair to, it was it was like what are you gonna do the barber starts cutting the it's hair. Like, like the guy who had to cut Andy Warhol's wig. 
Yeah, what are you doing? Just make snip snip noises. It's not growing. This guy had no, no, there was no need for a haircut. Anyway, the barber starts working on it. Yeah. And and after five or ten minutes, I was like, he's ruined it. Now the guy looks like a dumbass. Like he took a great haircut and now he looks like an idiot. He crushed the bunny. And then we watched as the bar as the barber then transformed that idiotic haircut into I have to I have to confess an even better haircut. And I oh, I, wow. I was like this is some this is something this guy can has to get his haircut every week because there was there was only a week's worth of haircut and yet he does I admit look even more amazing. I wonder if that differs from person to person and haircut to haircut. My, my my mom going to the as we used to say beauty parlor every week to get a a, wa- a little bit of a cut we'll wash and set was yeah. about this larger project than cutting hair. Mm-hmm. But like she for most men's haircuts, traditional men's haircuts, if you don't have I guess like cornrows or something, it you know it's pretty manageable just going and get a haircut. I've realized that I like my hair to be a little longer. And, oh, interesting. And over the years of <laughs> learning to cut my own hair. You, you. I would almost, in, I was almost invariably have it perfect at three o'clock in the morning. After two days of working, hair cutting hour. But then, <laughs> in, uh, this happened every time. The third day, I would go in to just make one little adjustment, and by the end of that period, I would have ruined it completely because I would just get to this point where it's like, well, I should just. Cut it real short on Haircuts the Haircuts and edibles are two things where you should really <laughs> sit with it for a while before you decide you need more of it. That's right. That's exactly right. Don't, you know, when the acid doesn't come on in the first half hour, do not take another tab. The other, the funny part with things like edibles is that it, it sometimes seems like the longer, even if it's one you're familiar with, like it, t- the longer it takes to kick in sometimes, the, the more it pounds you when it does. And that's true for haircuts too, I think. You know the the only Are you getting your haircut professionally? Are you telling me? No, 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 no. I was just watching this from your outside. own your own cut. You're 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 adopting to a new a new uh, approach, a new aesthetic of letting it get a little bit longer, and that's that's a different kind of haircutting, I imagine. Well, part of it is leaving it alone. So I, mean, I just want to th- when I give up, and I, sometimes I'm at the end of my rope because of COVID. We learned how to use the clippers for our cat for me to cut my hair, and I can just I can do a three all over pretty well. Not excluding the trimming of the areas that need like a little more care, but I can do a three all over in probably no more than eight minutes. And th- you look amazing. Mm, you, you, you you know your hair used to be uh, famous on the internet. It was, and um, you have a you have a nicely shaped head. You have a you have a, a great head of hair, great and so episode. you can I love this. Episode. You can cut it however you want, and you look amazing. But Thank me. You. You know, I uh, I'm a, I'm a, a big and sort of misshapen. It all has to. It I mean, there's only a very narrow window where I look uh, interesting, and the rest of the time I look frightening. Or we, 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 you're not gonna believe this, but last night we were watching. I was watching YouTube in an episode of Thirteen Songs. That oh yeah, web, that web series with you came up. Yeah, and it was from your long hair and missing tooth period. Oh yeah, and I I had to, I had to just kind of like. Heat to myself a little bit because yeah. you look you look pretty um you look pretty rugged yeah with that yeah. long that and you're not talking about that long where it could almost be in a ponytail right yeah there was a there was a period there where it was pretty long and oh it was I, super long but I mean like right now what's is there oh a, no no I'm just saying a little bit over the ear just just all not, right you know, okay little, just let it let it go a little bit over the ear yeah 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 not too much I'm I 
more and more I'm realizing uh, the less fight I put up, uh, uh, I guess, the more aloha I am. And it's very hard for me to not put up a fight. Dear me. You know? I, I know. I know so, it's hard for you, I, know, so I wish I could talk to you right now about this thing. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, because the resistance that my mind offers to what is happening based on my past experience and what I feel and what I believe is in a moment so overwhelming. I imagine this is what it's like to be an angry person. Like uh-huh. angry people are just kind of angry all the time because that's like their default, you know, emotion yeah. at a given time. But yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you. And it's so, so, you know, the long winter's plate or a, a verb. Oh, yeah, that's not, been so long. You, you did. You not played. even. It's, it's, I can't say the long winter's plate because there, there was only one person in the band that had ever been in the long winters before, which is yeah. Mike Squires. And, uh, and I got some, I got some concerned emails from people in the music business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. saying, uh, Megan Jasper of Sub Pop sent out a big email saying that she had uh, played some role in reforming the Long Winters for this big concert. Mm. And these people were like, this email went out widely to all of the movers and shakers. It's understandable in the how you, one might put it that way, but in terms of how that will be consumed by the people who care, it sends probably an inaccurate, an inaccurate message. Yes. So I heard from some New York people, for instance, saying... Why didn't um, you tell me? Well, or they understood what it was, and they said, "John, this is bad brand management on your." Oh part. no, that's you, you hate that. And I was like, "What? What? What? What did I do? Two two weeks ago, I was just sitting on my couch with no plan, yeah. and uh, then this happened, and uh, now I'm bad brand manager. Everything, everything turns into a thing. <sighs> um, uh, but but so uh, the whole way that that thing went off, uh, Mike uh, Squires." kind of took over the role of, of music director. And at every step of the way, I realized, here's the thing. I realized that it was a choice. If I put up a fight about anything, I was giving myself more work to do. Really? And if I didn't put up a fight, then I had less work and stress. That's a good insight. And so, as we were going along during the practices and Mike would say something like, I think that it should go like this or be like this. And then everybody would look at me. I would go. Yeah. Whoa. Even, even though I was thinking, cause you, cause, cause ordinarily no. you would fight it on principle. Well, or just, he said, Mike said, I think we should open with commander. Ooh, that's a bold choice. And I said in my head, no, hmm. uh, because the first song is always like a sound check, basically, for the band to figure out how to play together. And that's not where you want to be halfway through. I might go scared straight. Right. There's a lot of songs where you just jump in and kick ass and get out. But the, the nature of the song, it's got it's got the parts that are great for like starting out with that organ at the beginning and people hear it and go, oh, that's that one song I love. But I love that with the horns. Drums come in. And so, so everybody looks at me, <clears throat> and and Mike very quickly got that there was something something afoot with me, because then he looks at me and he's like, "What do you say to that?" And I said, "Great." <sighs> and he was like, 
Are That's you a squeaking noise you hear is John growing? He said he just grew. Are, are you um, are you uh, doing what I'm telling you? And I was like, I'm I'm just doing what you tell me. Mm-hmm. And so then through the whole process, I just said, Hey, I'm just uh, there's nobody here but us us little mice here. We're all following Mike and me too. And we went through the whole. Oh, that must have made everything so much easier. Well, it just yeah, it just floated along. And people would look to me and say, like, what chord is that? Or they would say, what's the rhythm of that? But other than that, I was not dictating anything. Right. And we get to the show, and Mike says, look, it's a, it's a tight 30-minute set. We've got seven songs. There's just, you just can't banter. And I said, I can't banter. Hmm. And he said, he said no banter. <clears throat> There's not time. If you start talking. Hmm. We're going to go, it's going to be a 45-minute show. I tell Aquaman he can't swim. Can't swim, Aquaman. Yeah. And I said... Keep keep it dry. we got a tight 30. (laughs) I said, no banter. Hmm. And of course, everybody's standing around, and now they're all looking at me. Yeah. No banter? And I said, okay, no banter. And we got up on stage and did a 30-minute set, and I didn't say a word. Was the response from the audience cool? Well, the response was great. Everybody loved the show. But afterwards, as I was walking through the room, people would grab me and say, D- you, didn't, you didn't say anything. You didn't do any banter. You'd expect by like after the second song, probably after that the second gonna... song, you could get in a good couple minutes of banter. You pick on yeah. one person in the audience. Call, <laughs> call, call him a hockey puck or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, John put Richards. It, you put a uh, skate on your head and skate. <laughs> John Richards, the uh, program director of the uh, KEXP KEXP, uh, channel, got up to introduce the band. That's cool. I like him. And he told an anecdote about a time 20 years ago at some music festival where he had introduced the Long Winters. It was a big outdoor stage. And then he said he had to go take his child to the dentist or something. And he left the stage and he could be seen walking along the, you know, in the dirt out by the back fence headed toward the exit. And he said, as he was heading to the exit, uh, the entire way, I, up on the stage, now, you know, 300 yards from him, was going, where do you think you're going? <laughs> hey, hey, John Richards. <laughs> hey, pretty, hey, pretty boy. Yeah. Give me a 180. You, <laughs> you headed to the exit for some reason? And, you know, and, the, and my voice is echoing across <laughs> you have the... You to hey, solve hey, crime hey, in Metropolis? Hey. What's happening? John Richards, answered, Richards. And he said... He left the venue because he had this thing to do. And as he was walking through the streets, he could still hear me <laughs> saying like, well, John Richards, I guess, you know, he sports the local music scene, but he's got other <laughs> things to, to do. Point. He's got to go, I guess, somewhere, go and get, get some college credit or maybe. And so he tells this story as, by way of introducing the band. And then he throws to me, I'm standing there by the microphone. And everybody in the room turns to me to hear what I have to say mm-hmm. about that story. And I uh, just smiled like a, like a fatted calf. Uh, <laughs> Things and, are going pretty good. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I was just like yeah. uh, India's, India's sacred cow. Mm. And, um, and then one, two, three. And then we launched into the set. And I think, I think there were a lot of people in the room that felt like maybe I was like ill or something it had there right the, you were like uh, in some kind of warren zevon stage yeah yeah or or uh, or uh, like pod people had gotten to me mm-hmm. and we got to the end and mike said i can't believe that you did that 
And I said, well, you told me. You told me that I, I couldn't talk, this so I didn't. really overwhelming for him. That's a well, lot of process. So everybody, and no, and everybody keeps, even now, two weeks later, everybody's like waiting for the other shoe to fall. Like, you're not seriously just doing what people tell you. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Living well is the best revenge. Living well is, yeah. The revenge part, obviously, is the, is the tricky one, but. Yeah. Revenge against who? I don't want revenge against anybody. There yeah. are a couple of people. There are a couple of people. There, 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 there are a handful of people I wish that often. What the way I put it personally, and even this makes some people very angry. It's like I don't. I got, God, I got yelled at so bad on an internet site about this not long ago. It's like Sorry. I don't. I mean, like I don't specifically sit around, you know, rubbing my hands and hoping the Trump family goes to jail. Mm -hmm. I just hope that Jared Kushner's never happy again. Oh, I don't. I doubt he is. I, I would like him to be. get a stress bump that almost goes away but doesn't for the rest yeah. of his life. Yeah, and that's 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 my sense. Judge Merlin says you're just you're just never going to experience unalloyed simple joy again. Yeah, most of my. <clears throat> most but of don't my... you want him to go to jail? Sure. I mean, I mean yeah. Let's maybe. just send everybody we don't like to jail. Let's all just yell about it. Yeah, we got to pay taxes on those jails. Yeah, somebody's got to pay them. Unless the unless, unless we follow the Republicans and we uh, privatize all the jails, and yeah. then we have a, a jail industrial complex. And, you know, did you know? Did you know that in, in some prisons, your your mail is like you. If you want mail, you have to pay a third party to scan it and provide it electronically. Oh wow! So that's you know that's what we're looking at. Yeah, prison. It's no good. Yeah, yeah. We finally read all that Shakespeare. There, there it is. Although I, I took, uh, I took all my Shakespeare to the used bookstore not that long ago. Uh, Wall of Books. No uh, that I had never read, that I was keeping for when I go to prison. Okay. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is a beautiful set. Uh, wow, we haven't seen one of these in forever. $23. Whoa. Yeah. And I was Whoa. like, $23, you say. $23. Okay, well, I'll take it, you know. There's the rub. <laughs> and so, ha. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to elbow you with that. Moment. That's good. No, that's good. Yeah. And uh, no, and uh, I said, you know, because what I want is this to find a new home. I want uh, I want a high school senior who wants to major in English to find this. And uh, you're going to sell it to them for $44. And that's great. And and good luck. God bless. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but I think I think I'm sorry. I, I always think of what is it? Blue Diamonds. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, like that's the first time I ever heard. I if I ever heard that phrase put that way was in Blue Diamonds. <laughs> and then when you say it, I'm like, you just you just said the thing. <laughs> Washington's I, I, on the one. What does yeah, that mean? Every once in a while, I just you know you got to you quote do, yourself. You do. You're you're a you're a, a tastemaker practically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking about Sky King the other day. You remember Sky King? Was that about a dog? No, Sky King. We talked about him. He was the kid that stole the airplane. And uh, oh, remind and, remind our audience and me what what Sky King is. Well, there well, there's a whole episode where we we spend a little bit of time that that uh, that an, um, fella, an omnivore episode. Uh, no, it was here on this uh, on this program. Oh, I was there. Yeah, you were here. Okay, uh, and it was uh, it was the the fellow that stole the the airplane here at SeaTac and then went out and did a loop de loop out over the sound and flew around Mount Rainier and How then cracked. Crashed into a into an island. How old? Uh, that that was a 2018 episode. Like, how, how, <laughs> how old was the Sky King? Oh, Sky King was in his 30s, I think. He okay. worked at the airport as a 
as some kind of ground support guy, and he taught himself how to play uh, fly airplanes uh, on video it's games. Kinda, it's kind of impressive. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was amazing, and it was a it was a heartfelt. It was a weird moment. It was one of those weird moments where there there were a lot of people that were like, uh, "That was really bad. You should yeah. you shouldn't uh, hijack airplanes and fly them around and crash them." Uh, and then there were people that were like. That's a perfect example of white privilege or whatever it was that the internet mm-hmm. said in 2018. Yeah. And then there was – my reaction to it was somewhat different that, that, I, that I, well, I was somewhat emotional about this guy. Uh, but I think about him all the time. Hey, I mean he's a kind of Icarus. He was very much an Icarus. And he did, he did the loop-de-loop not thinking he would survive it and then I think was <laughs> amazed that he had, he had actually done it. And he didn't have a plan after First that. time he ever tried it, <laughs> he managed to do a loop-de-loop without eating it? Yeah, with a passenger, in a passenger aircraft. A, a commercial jet? Commer- not a jet, but a commercial okay. turboprop. That's crazy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think, uh, well, and that's, you know, that's not like... Uh, they're not, doing, I don't think they're, I don't think, I mean, they, they might be rated for that, but I don't think they're made for that. They're not made for it. That ain't no Spitfire. But this isn't like uh, when Tex Johnson rolled his 707 over uh, Lake Washington because a plane can roll uh, and it's and it doesn't add any additional stress is to the air. Is roll side airport. to side? Yeah. You know, What's the yaw? one wing goes up. And, is, is yaw the other way? Well, yaw, there's yaw and pitch, and that's like nose up, nose down, tail it's left, tail right. It's probably easier to flip it wings over wings rather than like trying to like do a, f- a forward like somersault. I'm guessing that's hard with a plane. Well, a somersault would be really hard, but you know, like a loop on the is, like, yeah. is like going up like a roller coaster, like all the way up over the top and down. Ooh. And that's a, you know, that's a real, uh, that's a move. Cause on the way down, that's a lot of, uh, yeah, I've G-forces. seen Dunkirk. He could have passed out, could have passed out, passed but he out. didn't. And I think once it happened, he, uh, you could just hear him on the radio. Like, uh, wow. Yippee, <laughs> you know, like, yippee, he probably said, but he had never flown an airplane at all. Chimney it, it's not like he had. It's not like he... So those uh, stories are true. Lessons. People really do mostly learn, and then they said this about the 9-11 guys too, but like you can learn a lot about flying a plane from like Microsoft Flight Simulator, yeah? Yeah, you can't, you can't know what it feels like, right, but, right, right. Uh, but you can really, yeah, well, you learn all your ground control. And <laughs> it never puts you in the simulator where it has, makes constant errors, so you might have some pretty good uh, beginner's luck. <laughs> And I think there are, of course, those simulators that the that the big boys use, where they actually black you out and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. Looks it terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but so when I think of revenge, I never think of Jared Kushner. I never think of uh, of national figures. I didn't. I, you know, I had no interest in Henry Kissinger tripping on the sidewalk. If it had happened, I would have shrugged. If it it didn't, obviously, it, I shrug. Yeah. Uh, but every once in a while, I think, you know, Sky King. I I admire everything that you did, uh, in a way. I'm also uh, I'm also appalled by it. Well, of course, Absolutely this is appalled. the problem. There's no context anymore. Yeah. I mean, yes, I could give you seven minutes of prologue on how this was a bad idea and people shouldn't do it, but that doesn't erase the fact that what he did is kind of amazing. Well, we don't, we don't I, have room for that kind of remark anymore. Yeah, I feel like I flew along with him for a while. Is the thing, you know, because I was. Well, I did that aware llama got away. Remember, he the was, internet came together when there was yeah, like a llama wandering a around, llama running around. That He's was our very llama. nice. Yeah. Or the horse that jumped out with the with the uh, with the bicyclists in France, and he and he ran alongside him for a while. Or that neighborhood that's overrun by capybaras. I love those. The videos. capybara neighborhood. Capybara, yeah. capybara, capybara, capybara. capybara. 
but but every once in a while, I think Sky King, you know, everything you did was amazing. But at the end, you just nosedived into a kind of uh, like sparsely populated island <laughs> when you really could have nosedived into a couple of people I know mm-hmm. that could have really gotten Sky Kinged in that moment. Mm. And it was a missed opportunity yeah. in terms of if I'm thinking about revenge. Talk about two birds a, with one stone. I know. There are just a couple of places where I feel like if he had just sky kinged over there, mm-hmm. people would say, oh, what a tragedy, these innocent people. But I would know, no, they were not innocent. Oh, they, they know what they did. Yeah, they got sky kinged for a reason. Mm-hmm. But you You're can't probably not just, the only one celebrating sky king's victory in that instance. You cannot call People are not just assholes king. to one person. That's right. That, oh, that's exactly right. There would be people all over town I would never know about that would also rejoice because yeah. hardly anybody is ever just an asshole. To it seems person. like poor taste, though, to uh, to jump onto that, probably. Well, and the problem is, as I've said to myself, you talking about like somebody times, at a bagel place? Like, what no, are you no, about? no, no innocence. I mean, I, I'm just talking about like, let, I mean, let's somebody's say, a piece instance, of shit. Yeah, people who like standing, a serial piece of shit. Somebody standing out in a field, right? It's not, it's not a, I, I'm not saying like I want, I want a Sky King to hit a mall just to get one person that works at a, at a Benetton. You're different from Israel. Continue. <clears throat> but I, but what I want, what I want, what I want, the, the problem is I do not, I do not have the ability to call uh, Sky Kings down upon people. And, <laughs> and like the I, wicked witch. And I wish I could, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I've, but I've realized if you could just use mind bullets, yeah. um, people would be doing it all the time. Like there are people who have made whole careers. Like mind beanbags. Well, so nobody wants that. But like, well, just but like you're not talking about just like setting somebody straight, like a like a, a Christmas Carol uh, type thing. You, you're, oh, talking you're talking like, about like you're talking about ex- you're talking about extreme. Yeah, you're talking about extreme prejudice. I just mean if you could do that, yeah, then uh, then all the ministers that are claiming that they can do it would be a lot more rich and famous than they are. Like every they have a lot got, more credibility for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're constantly saying this hurricane is because of gay marriage, and it's like, nope, it ended up hitting uh, your church, lol. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I do feel <laughs> it shows that God sees and remembers us. We're in His it's, thoughts. It's such a weird Fuck thing. Fuck that particular church. <laughs> well, it's it's so weird to think that I do though. It's maybe one of the ways mm. I practice religion. I do sometimes call upon. Um, you know, obviously not my turtles. I'm not. I'm not saying, hey, turtles, take a break from eating the, from letting the waves wash you across this mossy rock, to like deliver uh, great vengeance upon my enemies. So we're on holy army of the night. Yeah, wh- like which Krampus? <laughs> we we'll need to start early. <laughs> we're going on foot. <laughs> which Krampuses do I also have in my in my uh, oh. pantheon? Oh boy, yeah. That yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to in the night, right? Like I like. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remind myself: do not call Sky Kings down upon people. Let Sky King. And, and you're presenting this here, just to be clear. This is this is a an addendum or clarification about what we mean by revenge. Yes, okay. I do. I do still sometimes go into the woods and pray to the German gods, mm-hmm. the old gods, the old gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I don't think is good. I don't think it was good back then. Do you find it unwholesome? I just feel something in me that's being fed that I should be not feeding. 
right? Like some yeah. kind of it's not like a it's not like a, what's the what's the bad uh, grouch that lives under um, Jabba the Hut? Oh, the, the um the um uh the uh, it's not a Krampus, but it's close. No, it's, it's, it's a, a yeah, it's, it's a Krampus. And then the guy gets sad. It's yeah. a oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. He gets, he gets I, sad when his Krampus is killed. The, the um. Not Ragnarok, but it's got it's a, a, it's a Ragnarok. It's, it's a, a Ragnarok. It's Ragnarok. Yeah, I'll, and okay, then I'll later, I think I'm gonna yell the, it in a second. In the Mandalorian, then they realize that it's Rancor. Like a, Rancor. It's a Rancor. They realize that one of the one of the people is like a Rancor whisperer or something. Well, that poor guy, that character actor, that English character actor from uh, Lair of the White Worm. Yeah, he's he's the Rancor wrangler, and then it breaks his heart when something happens. Spoiler. Yeah, that's so sad. Here's a quote. But I don't. The thing about a rancor is you do have to feed a rancor. That's true. Right? Because a rancor is a living you guy. You promise you take care of it. <laughs> yeah, he needs to eat, right? you got to find donkeys for him or something or throw Luke Skywalkers at him every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the beast that I'm talking about that you shouldn't feed is more like a like a mold or like a, like, like a what? Like an anthrax? Like there are well, things some kind, that of, you some kind of a D and D monster manual thing where you're calling out something like the creeping mist or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Don't call the creeping mist. Mm -hmm. Not feeding it doesn't like it hurt, hurts you more than you realize when you call yeah, out the creeping so, mist. That's right. That's right. And, and it does so, sometimes backfire. Sometimes you home alone yourself, and that's something to keep in mind. Did you see the thing that uh, <clears throat> the 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 script for the movie of Home Alone uh, in the era of cell phones? <laughs> No, no, but it's certainly something I've thought about. Yeah, he comes. He, he realizes up, up it's to alone. and through the Matrix, the ability to talk to people anytime you wanted. Once you got that, it scotched a lot of pretty good plots. Oh, I mean, eighty percent of all movies. And novels. I mean, you know, Catherine O'Hara is obviously very worked up and sad about it, but like the the amount of effort that actually went into that was pretty weird. I guess they had a lot of kids to watch in Paris. A lot of kids, and she had a lot to do. But you know, if he had if he had had a cell phone, he would have said, "Hey, mom, I'm home alone," and she would have said, "Oh, go to go to the neighbors, like not yeah. the, not that neighbor, go to the other I'll, one." I'm on my way to Paris, but I'll be back. I'll get on the next flight. It's back. kind of a flimsy plot, but I like it. Keep the change, you filthy animal. So what? What if you, I know you can't say? Yeah, I know, I know you can't say, but but uh, but but everything everything good. You just had a birthday. You're you're oh, you're, getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting up there. Yeah, yeah, I am. But I mean, it's better than the other one. It is better than the other. You know one. what I'm saying? I that do. When people are like, ah, you're getting old, and I'm like, uh huh, and that's a problem. How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You're you're still laboring on the end of the illusion that you're young. That you Aww. don't get old. Yeah. Sherman Aww. Alexi posted a thing today saying that he is now the same age that his father was when his father appeared in the movie Smoke Signals, and wow. he posted a picture, and you look at it, and it's like, oh, his dad looks like. An older man in the movie, right? That and I think those are things that really get to a person, especially starting in your forties. Like yes. I, I remember very clearly entering my forty, what would become my forty-fifth year, and thinking, "I this is the year I officially live longer than my dad." Yeah, right. and yeah, I mean, I remember I sent you that spreadsheet a long time ago. Uh, for Google that lets you put in the names of people and dates. I made that spreadsheet for like seeing when yeah. somebody in your family was the same age as somebody else in your family. I do remember I that. I still return to that pretty frequently and it's actually something I'm going to build a chat GPT thing for. Mm -hmm. But it's it's still, like I pulled one up the other day 
And uh, it was like, oh my God, right now I'm the same age as my mother-in-law was on my birthday in 1982. Which is not, I mean, you know, you're supposed to go like, oh my God, I can't believe how old I am. I just mainly think it's really intriguing. It the is chat intriguing. GPT part makes it fun because then you can say stuff like, what was a popular song the month my kid was born? Yeah, that's fun. And it says, uh, crank that soldier boy. Crank that soldier boy? Crank that soldier boy. He's oh, soldier, soldier boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But huh. I mean, that I find stuff like that fascinating. I am obsessed with like how tall celebrities are and when things happened and like, and seeing timelines of that and I have visualizations of that stuff. It's, it just really is, it scratches something in my brain, but it's also just really illuminating. Yeah. It's, it's to just be able to see that like, I'm well and truly into the part where I get that there are young people and there are old people, but that they're all people that used to be young and sometimes get old. And I think there's a lot of people under 40 who understand that abstractly and purely abstractly. Oh, yeah, including, I think... I'm being unkind to say that. Isn't that kind of true? No, no okay. it's absolutely true. I, I, uh, I took my daughter to a powwow uh, this weekend. Can we say that? Is weekend. that all right? Powwow? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's another way to say it. Oh, and Scouts, they have the jamboree. Oh, no, but I mean, it's a powwow like the Muckleshoot tribe has a few powwows a year. There's a summer powwow. This was the winter powwow. And uh, people. What's analogous uh, to a powwow for me and you? I mean, it's like like a meeting, a performance. Like, what what is it? What is it in 2023? What is a powwow for that for that group of folks? Well, so in this instance, it's uh, groups come from all, not all, but a lot of neighboring tribes. And by that, I mean the whole region, like as far away as Idaho. And they bring dancers and drummers. It's like a hip hop Chautauqua. It's a big (laughs) Chautauqua. That's right. And so, you know, so what happens is there's a a big ceremony where kind of everybody's drumming and and uh, all the dancers are kind of doing a a, a big circuit oh, together young old it's wonderful and they're singing and and uh, a lot of the a lot of the music is kind of like it's it's like when i went to the exit inn in nashville and there were 60 people there uh just jamming with each other and they all knew all the songs so somebody right. be like you know Chicken in the mouse pen, and everybody's like, bow, mm-hmm. bow, 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 and they just broom know, or something. They, yeah, yeah, they all know all the turns uh, because that's the that's kind of the Nashville thing. And this was a thing where, you know, it's just drumming. There's no other instrumentation. Oh, drumming and bells. Uh, Whoa, that sounds a little hypnotic. It's extremely hypnotic. The, when you say bells, I don't know why the addition of the word bells makes me think that's something I could really vibe on. Well, and the and the bells are incorporated into the costumes of the dancers, so there's this. You there's should this, do that with your jingle stick. I know I should. Mm. Uh, Life's a powwow. Have, you have to have pretty good rhythm, but so so uh, so my daughter and I went, and 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 it's in a big community center, and you know we're sitting up in the stands, and it's really it's an it's a gathering that is not meant. It's not like outward facing, right? It's not like. Uh, although they do have a sort of come one, come all attitude about it, not very many people outside the community go. Oh, and really? So, so it's not a performance So it's unspoiled. It's largely unspoiled by people like us. Well, or what it is, is you, you, you're also witnessing not just uh, all the stuff, but also it's just a form of communication within the group and different so each tribe has a group of drummers, and they each get a focus where they 
do a drum performance and then the next group does. And then the dancing is broken out by age and by style of costume. So there are actually dances called like, okay, and now we're going to do teen girls fancy. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and do a fancy It kind of sounds like the world's coolest county fair. It's, For me, it, it was always clogging. So but in this, this is, instance, that, that yeah, I would love to see that. It's clogging. Very, very, very similar, I think, and cultural role, too. Similar cultural role. And they also, they play the, at least just the drum part for Cotton Eye Joe. There it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, the, and to me, as a, as a musician and as a listener, yeah. you know, uh, because the drumming is, there's one big drum and there's between three and, and nine people sitting in a circle around the drum and they're all hitting the same drum. And so oh my gosh. it's extremely, it can be extremely moving in this hypnotic way that you're saying, you know, where you're just like, okay, this is hitting me somewhere more deeply. Especially if you've got AD, I mean, this sounds dumb to say, but especially if you've got ADHD, that sort of like stimulation enables you to focus on other things than whatever <laughs> the bagatelle in your mind is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of, it can be a little bit intoxicating. Super intoxicating. And then, and then the other thing is everyone is so beautiful. Mm. And so I'm just looking at people's faces as they go by, looking at people as they move through the room and just like, and the drums. And I'm just like really in a fugue state. And of course my daughter is a teenager. So she's like, uh, needs a little, so I had to kind of direct her sometimes like, look at that. What's happening over there? Like, what is this? You know, what's your favorite one of these? And you just kind of keep her in the game. Mm-hmm. But what was really interesting was that this is an event where there are very young, middle-aged, and old people all together, all in the same, all participating in the same exchange. Which happens right? less than we probably think. And, and in our world, yours and mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless we're interacting with our parents, when was the last time you sat down to dinner with an 80-year-old? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. When was the last time you danced with an 80-year-old or saw an 80-year-old dance, let alone in the same room at the same moment that a three-year-old is He's still got moves, people. Still got, and so, <laughs> and so, so it's going through, you know, and you see, you see the young kids who are just sort of learning the 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 dances and then you see the teens where you're like oh these teens they've been doing they've been doing this for a while yeah they they start to think like they really know what they're doing and then you get into the adults and you're like whoa holy shit there's a whole there's a whole other language that that you could not know as a teen right it's not just you haven't learned it you couldn't know it right Mm, oh interest that's interesting okay right it's not just that you're it's not and just then, that you learn the movements correctly. There's something deeper to what's going on. Something else, Expertise right. that, exposure to that brings out something that's demonstrably different feeling. But it's, and it's very athletic, right? At that point, mm-hmm. and at that point, it's like there's an athleticism. Those bells aren't going to ring themselves. <laughs> but then you watch the old people and it's like, oh. Oh, that, I bet that one's good. Well, that's the thing. Oh, you, even when you're a grown I bet they look very determined man, when they're doing it. Well, or just. It's a it's an entire language, right? Where where even a forty year old can know his part in it, but cannot know cannot do that as a as a seventy year old can't. There's just you couldn't do it because the because it's a place where your combined life experience can actually be expressed in a way that that's visible. 
right? Well, and it's saying it becomes such a raw display in the best way, a raw display of both the kind of culture that we all do hand wavy talk about and a kind of culture you're seeing something very directly. And the fact that it's physical and auditory and all of those things, that's it's almost impossible not to be moved from at least some part of that. And, and, and what's exceptional is we're in a room full of people who are all really paying attention to what the old people are doing. <laughs> How often and, does that and, happen? Yeah, and recognizing that what they're doing is at a level that we all can only aspire to, to do. And to think about me in my, in my daily culture walking around where I'm just like, all right, old people, <laughs> out of the way, coming through. Young people and old, and the all the young people are like... The coupons are expired. <laughs> Stop trying to use the expired coupons. <laughs> but the, and then you they know, break but, into a dance and I start crying. People 10 or 15 years younger than us are like, out of the way, old people. Because, like, because, let's just say it, once a year, I like to say this on every podcast, because like everyone, I grew up believing there's something wrong with old people, mm -hmm. that they got the way they are. You obviously get older, you're not an idiot, you understand age, but something about, like, if that guy, if that guy pisses himself and can't control it, he must have done something bad and weird. That's right. He's, he's That's reached right. the age where now he's lost control and his sins are on full display. Uh -huh. It really is practically medieval. Yeah, he's getting sky kinged because he is a bad person somewhere. Some how are somebody you still alive, like dude? I know. Well, the reason we're alive is that you can't sky king other people. Only sky king can't can sky, sky king people. other people. You cannot. Okay. If you could, it'd be happening all the time. That's why you but don't call it your Krampuses. Planes would be falling out of the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would certainly be a wrinkle in the system. It would. Yeah, it would. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I think we can it's, only take so many Sky Kings. It's like people who run red lights. It's you one know, of the you, you can only have so many of those before you start having problems. Yeah, why do we even have red lights at that yeah, point? Yeah, exactly. Free it's speech. one of the great things about God uh, that God mm -hmm. is not paying attention to what you're asking. You're or, so lucky God is not paying attention. Yeah, you're God so is lucky. like, nope. He's like 90%, 99% of the time, God is noping everybody. He's been around a long time. He knows how the system works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He knows how to do. Uh, he knows how to do teen boys fancy. He knows how to do. Oh, I see. He knows how to do like uh, like um, uh, like middle aged uh, stompy. Like like he can stompy. run. He can run all the dances. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, the old people are not trying to do the moves of the young adults. That's admirable. although That's so you admirable. know they once did. There wasn't a lady there with a little bit too much makeup doing like a torch song. No, mm -hmm. no, no, there was no one at no point. Did I see anyone? Nobody got up there and did like a really slow Le'Veon Rose. There was not, a, there were no Christmas carols. Not um, at all in this no, season of lights. No, not a one. Uh, but that's you good. Know, Cause that means you didn't have to hear uh, that uh, song, the bell song. Like didn't that, have to hear it. Yeah. That triggers me. That, that, makes, the, uh, that makes me go completely Manchurian candidate. That one is the one I of all the terrible Christmas songs. I have that strong feelings ring about Christmas, Christmas barrels merrily ring. ring bum, 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 Tell bum, all the bum, world bum, that Jesus it sounds like madness. It's like listening to an AC Newman song. It sounds like you're losing your goddamn mind. Well, think about how much that sounds like my slow descent into alcoholism. You sound crazy. <laughs> you're right. Every single one of those melodies is bananas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not allowed to leave sometimes. Uh, we went to a Christmas market 
yesterday. Oh my my my! Uh, I didn't go. My uh, last night there was one out in the street, Terrible Street. They they did like a five block thing. It was it was banging, man. Really yeah. fun. They had a great time. Yeah, although I I don't know how you are at these things, but when you're walking through like a like a market where yeah. people are selling their handmade goods, mm-hmm. and there's everything you know, smells like lavender. There's a lot of lavender. So there's much a lot la- of lavender is jewelry. I, my problem is I have some kind of like uh, some kind of like remedial. Um, uh, synesthesia where like I, I i i taste lavender very strong when i smell it so mm. places that have an excess of homemade soap it, it, it sometimes i enjoy it i'll go i'll buy some fresh shrimp or something or you know or or a cozy but okay. like i there's a lot there's a lot of oof. wait anyway, go ahead, please continue but do you how do you feel in those uh in those spaces sometimes are you I comfortable feel, I, i'm pretty comfortable sometimes i feel a little bit overstimulated by just everything that's going on and what I have to pay attention to, because that's just how I am. But um, no, I enjoy the moseying around. I enjoy visiting with people. And I'm that kind of white guy who says things like, I love supporting local businesses, because I do. So like sometimes I'll just buy stuff because the people seem cool. So you can go up. See, my problem is... Yeah, what? I, it's very hard for me to go up to a local artisan and spend the time looking at the thing the way I want to look at it yeah. while, while they're looking at me. Yeah, that no, okay, yeah, and I've gotten bitten. Oh, we, you my, have. oh my family got bitten hard at one of those because you go up there and you feel kind of weird and maybe not bad exactly, but it's it's kind of odd. Yeah. We went to a um, we went to one of those in Marin, uh, probably. I don't know. At this point, it's been years and years ago. But I, I wanted to go because Todd Rundgren was going to be playing there, oh. and so we got to see Todd Rundgren and we got a turkey leg and stuff. But at one point. Um, the kid and mom go off on their own and uh, and come back with a photo print. Oh, oh, a photo print. Yeah, it's a photo print of a cat. That's pretty much oh, like, the, like, oh, cat. like a cat you'd see, like a cat you'd see on Instagram. Yeah, and they went. We we uh we bought this big photo of a cat. And uh-huh. I was like, huh? huh? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, we, I think it was a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. I was like, huh? All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't. They didn't need to explain anything. I could, if I could very much see myself walking, walking away, maybe just stay in the conversation a little sooner. But I could see myself buying, buying an Instagram cat print. That's $100 was a little steep, but it was a large format photo. That's what, I, what happens to me. I cannot, I, I, I get there. You feel, and you feel bad not, not buying something? Yeah. Yeah. The person is looking at me, and, and what I feel is like they're so proud of their wares. And I think sometimes they seem really beaten down by life. Is well, that me. too, right? You and, get this like, like, oh my oh. God, you just do this all the time and you look so bummed. Not I mad, wanna, but like, uh, I want to support every local artist. talk to the snorks about I, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this looks like Brent Cousy. Yeah, I know who Brent Cousy is too. Buy it. Yeah. I, I, I don't need any turquoise earrings or rings or turquoise of I don't want to get over my skis, John, but that's one part of getting old. I plan to actively avoid is turquoise. Oh really? Oh, interesting. well, I, you you look great with turquoise, especially with your skin tone. Yeah, thanks. And, but like, I you're welcome. But I I I just I I I feel like turquoise is one of those things. Like so many things, I won't even go into examples. But you know what I mean. That yeah. like once you get one of these, pretty soon you're going to have seven of these. You're going to have a neck mess, and that's not what what I want. You're going to have I a turquoise, a turqu- and so you have like the really oversized one with the big blue stone on it that you use for your polo tie. Yeah, that yeah, and then there's the one on the front of your uh, Bo Diddley wow. hat. Oh, that's a strong look. How how? But then but, you now, <laughs> but then you start getting into the rings. 
Yeah. And now you're a guy who wears several turquoise rings. If you nope. have a turquoise thumb ring, God bless your heart. I remember reading some article about Jack Nicholson in the 1980s yeah. and that he carried around a wad of $100 bills and he just gave them as tips to everybody. Like a guy parks his car, uh, somebody That's holds the door That's kind of badass. I would love to be able to do that. That's exactly right. I can't right. afford doing that for very long. No. Like less than an afternoon, but it was and I don't good. Even, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure Jack Nicholson could afford to do it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I'm not good at that. In the same way that think about like it's a long-standing joke again a Seinfeld thing could be anything thing trying to bribe someone is a hilarious situation if you don't know how to do it <laughs> and because you, you must think of it as a bribe you just you must think of it as like this is how the business works and you do it in the way that that person understands you know what I mean and like yes. you get good at, but like I, I could get good at giving away hundred dollar bills but at first it would be extremely awkward yeah well I feel like a twenty dollar bill is where when when Hodgman was having success. I feel like he started giving twenty dollar bills to every mm. buddy, you know, every valet parker. And twenty dollar bills is like more than they're going to get from ninety nine percent of the exactly people. Exactly the sweet spot for wow, thanks, yeah. sir. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, twenty dollar bill, like to the maitre d. And I remember watching him do it. And this was at a time when I had just evolved to leaving five dollars in a hotel room for the for the uh, cleaners for, for the entire the, stay. And just like for five dollars a night when I was really feeling hot. Yeah. But like you know, I'm not just leaving a hotel room with nothing on the on the table anymore. Like I'm gonna put down five right. or it's ten. It feels good for everybody. You're, yeah. You get to do a thing where you feel like I'm doing in the same way that like there's a time where you're like I really gosh when you go to the Met or something one of those places where it's technically a donation. It feels good to just put in more than you need to and go we're good. It's nice and and it's it's easy to tip twenty five percent on stuff, but to hand twenty dollars to everybody that that uh, that carries your bags from the curb to the front desk yeah. is, is a nice feeling and I've never been able to afford to do it but to give a hundred dollars that a hundred dollar bill is a thing that even if you even if you're used to getting big tips nobody's given anybody a hundred dollar bill unless they're really big roller and a hundred dollar bill from Jack Nicholson half the people I bet put it in a frame on the wall Absolutely, until a week later, but yeah, that yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so that becomes the standard in the back of That's my interesting. head. I I'm, wonder what amount you choose to give to someone to have them not spend it. A five, probably. I bet somebody frame a five. Well, if somebody who, gave you a Woodrow Wilson with a hundred grand on it, well, you're, you're probably going to go put that in, in an account somewhere. I think if you carried around silver dollars, and I'm not I got, talking I got, about I got dollars. Oh, dollars. you're talking about you're talking about Kennedys. Uh, or no, no, those are half dollars. I'm talking about oh. those Eisenhower silver oh, Eisen dollars. They're so big. They're like skipping big. stones. Yeah. If you started handing those out to people, oh. I mean, if they were if they were younger than 50, they'd you get be an like, assistant with a fanny pack or yes. a special bespoke, you know, the, sh 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 the change things. You yeah. get a special bespoke, oversized, comically large, maybe steampunk, $1 coin dispenser, and you just start giving that to everybody. That, that I think you get almost the same amount of thrill from that. You got a tip. It's a novelty coin. Yes. I think that's lovely. Well, now, <gasps> John, maybe we should do that. Here's the thing. I think you could go down to your local numismatist. Well uh, done. The, 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 Who uh, might also be a philatelist. He's a probably a uh, yeah, philatelist. We, ha we have one nearby. We have one nearby. It's closed now. But I used to take photos. He had a sign outside that said, he will not open the door for you unless you spend $50. And Whoa. I always admired that. Hops. I admired his candor. The place was a, was a death trap. But I think you could go into one of those places and yes. buy 
crazy, some kind of crazy Because you know, you know people coins. come in there with a fucking fuck ton of coins, yes. almost all of which are worthless, and they go, wheat pennies, yay. Like, I don't know what the value of a, of a normal, regular wheat penny is, but I bet it's not huge. Not huge. But what does that mean? That means he's got a bunch of coins that aren't on display because they're kind of garbage coins. But still cool. Still cool. Does he go to the coin star or does he keep them under the desk? So so when high rollers come in, he can sell them a big roll of uh, a big roll of Eisenhower's. But it seems like I I could be the type of older man yeah. who carries around a bunch of wheat pennies, and then every time he meets a kid, he's like, "Hey, kid, come here." You know, this will stick to your forehead. And then look at this. You see what this is? You'll never see one of these again. This is a wheat penny. You like bread? And, you like you bread? You know, and every once in a while, one of those kids looks at it and it changes their life forever. This is OG Mister. OG Mister, what is this? Yeah. And then, and then, uh, if it was an animated thing, their head would have a rain, big rainbow coming out of it. There'd be stars oh, all around. Those emoji eyes with lots of extra white, white spots, like what yeah. Finn gets really excited about uh, Peebums, and like he gets those extra white circles in his eyes. Exactly. Yes. Oh, and he's very emotional all of a sudden. Absolutely. A penny. Or, or get even nicer ones like all like real silver. Half dollars, who knows? You know, you can get them for 20 bucks, I bet. You can get oh, them for the weight of the don't silver. Don't worry, I'm going to be looking into this. And then hand them out like, oh, this is not nothing. This is a, uh, this is a, a Ben Franklin half it's dollar. It's so nice because it's, it's not as douchey as a business card. It's not as super douchey as some challenge coins. Right. Like, you, you get to go out there instead of being like, well, you know, I was in the uh, underground evacuation unit for six weeks, and I have a challenge coin for you. You can put it on that thing behind your desk if you're the president. But, like, man, I, but I'm telling you, also, can I just say, uh, an Eisen, I, I haven't touched an Eisenhower dollar in a real long time, but no, I, mean, I remember them feeling great, and I remember them sounding awesome. Really good, right? You get a higher-end higher ting sound from those old coins. Well, you know what I mean? I, like if you drop it, if you dropped it on a, on some marble, it would make a really satisfying high end ding kind of noise. So right here, I'm seeing Morgan silver dollars uh, here at the at some of these places, and you know you can get a Morgan dollar for for the about the same amount that you would give somebody as a really good tip to. Uh, so, so two car. questions. Um, um, wh what is the amount that would cost, and what is a Morgan dollar? Actually, well, the first, uh, first, will you take the sec second question first? What is a Morgan dollar? A Morgan dollar is a dollar with a, a picture of, uh, like, a bust of liberty, uh, the, the female personification of liberty. Okay, I'm gonna, just so you know, I'm going to go on the internet. Morgan silver dollars were made uh, from the late 1800s to the early 1900s, like, oh, for a long time. Oh, this is a tremendous-looking coin. And you can get them for... Uh, you know, between twenty and thirty dollars, if they're not, you know, you're not getting them so that they're at collector grade. I get it. You give them a dollar, and they go, "Gee, thanks, Mister." But then they get home and Google it and find out it's 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 worth a you know pretty good DoorDash meal. Yeah, this one is you know this. I mean, and that's the thing. People think of collector coins as being like, oh, this has value as a collector thing, but there's so many Morgan well, dollars. The, the, that the, are like so the, the worn. whole basis of buying that way, which I do understand because it's about money. The whole basis of that is buying something for a certain amount and then being able to sell it for more later, but not having a, having some aesthetic value at the core. But it's ultimately about what you bought it for and what you sold it for. Yeah, and in this case, a lot of these are only worth their weight in silver. 
So right. they've become, they're worn enough and they're not rare enough that they're just whatever the spot yeah. price of silver is today. $17. They haven't been kept in like a, a, a plastic slab for, you know, for 50 years or something. No, but that's what's wonderful about them. You look at them and you're like, this yeah. was carried in the pocket. People, John, people use this as money. In, in 1901. Oh, Somebody man. had this in their pocket. The one I'm looking at on the, on the internet science page is from 1879. Can you imagine walking yeah. around with an 1879? My dad carried a silver dollar that was like his, like, uh, what don't you call it, a rubbing stone? Yeah. It would like wear down over time. But yeah, his little worry it. stone. But like that was a thing people used to do, just carry around a really cool coin. So if you think about a coin that was minted in 1885, yeah. or 18, yeah, 1885, Morgan dollar. What it has been through on its path to your pocket in 2021. All of those years, 2023. John. There might have been it, 25 years where it was just sitting in a drawer in Poughkeepsie. Well, until, until World War II, it was probably money. Yeah. And then it sat in a drawer, and then it was in a plastic case probably for a while, or who knows? Maybe it only just reappeared when Grandpa died. Yeah. Um, so it might have been I just do, sitting in a jar until he passed. I feel like when you when you look at a $20 bill and you think of what a $20 bill can buy that you could carry and give to people that was some but be- something better than $20. Right. I mean, and the problem is you don't want to do, you don't want to give that to somebody like that a USB your cable car. adapter or something. Yeah. I fine. mean, they're going to look at it and be like, come on, man, don't you have any money? But, but there are those people like, like if you were to give somebody a challenge coin that would cost you $20 to make and instead hand them a Morgan dollar and go, you know, but slip it to them like a challenge mm-hmm. coin. Like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Like, it just seems. I appreciate like a better you. Way I appreciate go. the fact that we're we're working. Uh, you know, Carvana get my call to caress. I feel like we're working in the same direction here. And I just wanted to give you this. Yes, that's a lovely gesture. Yeah, yeah. And I and once you start thinking, oh, Morgan Silver Dollar, it's like made to be in your pants. It's like made to be carried around. It's yes. It was all. It was built to do that. But that sure would not fit in like my too. grandfather's coin purse. My gra- grandfather had one of those leather sphincters yeah. where you squeeze the size and you put, put your coins in it, and then you can yeah. put that in your hip pocket. They're, they're kind of heavy to carry around. You'd have to really, you'd have to want it. Right. And, and how many, how many of those you suppose, so you're going to go out, you're going to go to, I don't know what kind of, I don't know your life, but you're going to, let's say you're just going to go to the grocery. Like how many, how many Morgans are you rolling with? I think you only have to carry one. One, uh, because one how many? Done. Yeah, how many people are you going to meet in a day that you're going to want to give a silver dollar to? That's you're going to carry that, that around takes self, for a that month. That takes self-knowledge. Rather than thinking, like, I'm going to go out there and be like, remember, remember, I remember reading in perhaps Guinness that uh, John Rockefeller sometimes would stand in front of his building and hand out shiny new dimes. Mm. Back when a dime could buy two bags of candy. You kidding me? You could retire on that. See? I love this idea. But that's the thing about I'm not the boomers, against, right? They all retired on silver dimes. I'm not against, I'm not against challenge coins, but it's just part of this whole rat king of like how security guards dress like cops and cops dress like SWAT people and SWAT people dress like they're in the military. It's yeah. all it's all part of this like weird um, first responder public servant inflation that we've had. Yeah, it's a militarization of our culture. It is. That's it is. not good. But Where you, are all the poets? Where you are the poets? I want to. I want to have a bake sale to buy a jet, Merlin, and oh, have the government man. fund our teachers. Visualize world peas. Oh. Yeah, you got any others? Do you remember how long that? Bar- I think that was the longest bumper sticker that a lot of people had. Was Visualize that world peas. No, no. No, no. Oh, the um, oh, it's, it'll somebody, and it was probably I think it was supposedly said by a Native American, but it was something like it'll be a great day 
when schools have all the money, I'm, I'm par- totally paraphrasing off. I love now. it though. You're Do you remember how long job. it was? It was difficult to read without uh, corrective lenses. It, it would say long. something like, "It would be a great day when schools can have all the money they need, and the and the Air Force Air has Force. to hold has to hold a bake sale to buy a bomber or whatever." Yeah. And you had to really sit and chew on it, like, "Oh, right, bake sales are held by schools." You had to really to think about why teachers. it is that liberals, in particular, are so bad at communicating ideas yeah. to other people. M- moral majority is neither. Okay, the well, moral majority is neither. For, let me think about that for a second. Okay, moral majority. Is See, neither. Rock City. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>